so one of one of the possibly greatest things that hold has held me back and I think it's quite global in terms of being held back in in advancement of self and spiritual growth is a fundamental lack of belief in our own inner greatness. If I think that my capacity to engage has a cap on it, so then I don't engage because I feel it's going to run out very quickly. Alternatively, I just had a discussion with a group of, with a group of students and I speak to them about the fact that there's two ways of relating to our talents and the, the greatness that we have inside of ourselves. The one way is, is claiming ownership over it and then it becomes like a very arrogant, like, oh, I'm so great. And the worst combination of that arrogance is when you have that arrogance counterposed with mock humility, which is something that, that I'm very good at. <laughs> being arrogant with mock humility. And this is how it works in terms of the internal, the internal system. I feel, whoa, I'm so talented. I'm amazing. I'm great. And then I think, whoa, that's like a really self-indulgent, big-headed thing to think. So I better hide that from everyone. So I'm, oh, no, I'm not really that. Which basically means I think I'm that. And because I think I'm that, I'm going to try to hide it from other people because I'm so great, I shouldn't like boast about it. That is um, arrogance. Humility is a different kind of relationship to talent. It's not a denial of talent. Humility goes like this. I recognize my talents, but I don't get charged. There's no charge. Oh, I'm, I'm extremely capable of communicating a profound idea in simple terms. Yeah. No charge. Because, that's why it's spiritual. Because I recognize that, imagine like this, we've been working on this emerging spirituality, describing to ourselves the spiritual world. And in doing so, we recognize that the point of bonding that we share, and the fact that we can unite as a community, in prayer and otherwise, the fact that we can experience a euphoric state of total unity requires a transcendence from my material self, letting go of the ego and embracing the greatness of being, and then I can connect to everyone else. Now, that's based on this notion that we have, we carry with us the infinite power of godliness, the divine spark within, which is unlimited and infinite. That power has to have some kind of manifestation in every area of my life. So it's incomprehensible to think of myself as small. If I'm carrying infinity, an infinite power to love and care, of self-mastery, gvura, power, of a authenticity, of emes and truth, netzach, the power to persevere and to vanquish any kind of obstacle and overcome challenge, 
hard to recognize the beauty and to be able to submit when necessary. You're sought to be able to found myself by reconciling the highest ideas with the most basic fulfillment and malchut, which is the power to actualize. Those are components. That's just a description of the inner anatomy of my soul and your soul and everyone's soul. Well, if I have that, it's impossible for me to be small. I must be great. So then, sitting with a group of students, and I say to them, so tell me, what's your, what's your like amazing power? No, I, I don't have one. I'm just, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a normal guy. Like, I'm just like average. I'm an average Joe. I don't have a superpower. So I say to him, well, that's, how can you not have a superpower? He says, you know, some people are just like average. And I'm thinking to myself, that is the archetypal antithesis of spirituality. Saying I'm average. I'm just kind of, you know, a normal guy. How can you be normal if you have a connection to infinity? And then infinity has trickles down into the way that we expand. In order for us to fall into the trap of thinking that we're average requires such a heavy layer of self-deceit and denial that we don't experience the greatness churning inside. And when I fall into this trap of smallness and I either think I'm average or I think the good that I have is very much my own and therefore I'm going to hide it because otherwise I'll be boasting I lose my potential to become effective in contributing what I can to the world now there's a fascinating Mishnah in Sanhedrin and it's in the context of when there are two people who are testifying that a person has done something so grievous that he's liable for, for death penalty they're given a prep talk. Preparation before their testimony. And they say, listen, you have to realize that there's nothing more precious and powerful than your human life. And if you save a life, you've saved a world. Mikan Amru, from here they say, A person's obligated to say, the world was created for me. Meaning, that my unique contribution to the world is so fundamental, so core, so vital, that if I don't do it, there's going to be a gigantic hole missing. In other words, the acknowledgement of the fact that my life is not only meaningful, but it's powerful and impactful and necessary for the world is the starting point of recognizing the nature of humanity. Everything we've been speaking about until now locks into this idea of the unlimited power of human greatness. Because we have a transcendent part of us. And therefore, a denial, a denial of that part is stepping from the world of spirituality back into the doldrums of materialism. Feeling trapped by the mundane nature of smallness and nothing beyond and that's 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 tragic that's tragic because that that potential does exist i felt it 
can experience it. So now, this is what happens when your person is humble and great. How can you be humble and great at the same time? Quite simple. You take away the charge of your talents and you recognize they're a gift that's been given to you. So let's say I've given, been given a gift to communicate clearly. Now if I say, <laughs> no, no, not me. I don't use it. It's like someone's giving me a power tool and I say, eh, it's not a power tool. I don't plug it into the wall. So what happens? Well, it just collects dust. It collects dust. I just kind of hide it and I do nothing with it. And then what am I? I'm deeply negligent. I'm negligent. I was given a mission and a purpose and the equipment to do it. And I deny that the equipment exists and I just let it carry, collect dust on the shelf. So when I'm truly humble, I say, whoa. I'm humbled by the gifts that I've been given and I'm charged by the responsibility I have to use them. And then it becomes super powerful. Because I realize, well, I can't be negligent. If I'm negligent, so then... I'm accountable for having super equipment and not using it. And when I start looking at myself in those, with those eyes, so then I wake up in the morning charged with purpose and understanding. My attendance, my showing up in the world is make or break. I start to recognize and start to feel the impact that I can have. And it is incredible how thick this mist of denial is that prevents us from acknowledging our own greatness. And because we don't acknowledge our own greatness, think, ah, do it, it's okay. I don't do it, it's okay. I come, it's okay. I don't come, it's okay. I show up, it's okay. I don't show up, it's okay. And we don't realize that every time we don't show up, the world's missing something. So meaning, motivation, responsibility are all locked into a spiritual perspective of self where I divest the charge of arrogance from the talents I have and simply look at them as the equipment that I've been given to activate, to contribute, and to transform the world. And we all have that. How can we not? How can we not? How can we be these infinite beings? We've been... You know, we've got these bodies which are this encasement of this unfathomable spiritual power. And we're walking around with it. How can, we, how can we not be great? Do you know how much effort it requires to suppress the spiritual power inside of ourselves? To cut off and to, wreck, to deny that which we have? And the debilitating disaster of self-denial predicts a life where the inner greatness remains unattended, unvisited, and becomes frigid and dormant as opposed to expressed and exposed. What a tragedy.